0: Politics, some culture and craft beer, politics, and that is why you're here, politics, Pottoms Up.
1: Welcome to Pottoms Up. Fred and will discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Somebody count us down. Guess roll. Yep. Episode 80 in three, two, one, 2, go.
0: Oh, gagging. Bottoms up. <laughs> caught, me in in. La- <laughs> caught me on <in> the last <laughs> sip of my my pregame. I was choking.
1: <laughs> we are not going to edit that out. That no, is no, the opening in. of the show. Considering well, I gave you a countdown warning and everything.
0: I know. I was rushing <laughs> to try and drink the last swallow, and, and it, like, the carbonation got me in the throat, and it almost came out.
2: It did.
3: Yeah. It, in fact, Nobs put the countdown
1: in the, in the show as well. Just leave it all together? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay. That makes <laughs> my job easier.
0: <laughs> well, bottom's up, you guys. It's episode 80. The Big Eight Zero Four Score, hey! Eh? That's everyone? a lot of episodes. Yeah, it is. It's amazing stuff, and we're we're still perpendicular to the Earth's surface, and uh, we're defying all logic each and, and it's, every it's,
3: week. It's kind of a milestone in terms of episodes, and then a milestone in terms of you know what's going on this week.
0: Yeah, yep. Well, before
3: we get into that,
0: how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing terrific, um, uh, you know. Uh, considering all, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to talk about the election, but I'll also discuss why I'm I'm, I'm pretty distraught as well. Oh, distraught! Distraught.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get into more details. Well, let's go
1: round the table. Knobs, how are you tonight? I am in full blown anxiety mode. Not distraught, but feeling the angst. Yes.
0: No Xanax? (laughs) Nope. He just wants to feel all the emotions. Just just tops. All right. And we have a returning special guest with the group tonight. It's Big
3: Wave Dave. How's it going, gentlemen? Good to be back. Thanks for having me. All Glad to you have you back, uh, especially on this
2: momentous occasion. Yes, one of the big ones. Uh, yes, haven't bloviated with you boys in a while. Have been listening in when I can, when I'm down here in the bunker on uh, some of your past episodes, and kudos on those. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, emotion wise all all over the board since waking up in, in a haze after going to bed about midnight last night. Um, Were you in the bunker with Trump when he was hiding out? <laughs> Uh, I'm not quite, quite, quite as pussified. We don't have any fortifications outside of one fence and three dogs. But uh, <laughs> God, what a pussy! Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a wide range of emotions. It's just, uh, i probably all going to be hitting all this, a lot of the same points. But just, uh, just disbelief that north of 60 million people, after all this mayhem and chaos and death, partly caused by him and his regime. I would still vote this way, so I'm sure we'll get into that later. So
3: yeah, yeah, that that's kind of w- what I was thinking as well. But uh, cer- certainly good to have you on the show, and you know, waiting on your pearls of wisdom.
1: Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. like you know,
3: a Maryland chamber necklace. <laughs> wow. Getting uh, raunchy
0: early tonight. Yeah, so.
3: why not? Why not? I was kind of saving that one.
2: But I'm, I'm glad you guys invited me. It's a, it'd be cathartic. Uh, it'd be a nice way to end this day and this uh, this experience and another election. So. so
0: there you go. Well, welcome aboard. You guys ready for 1980? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, Fred? Well, you ready gun. This is a very, uh, another deathly night with the podcast in the 1980, well, lots of, lots of mortality going on that year. <laughs> um, first I'll start with, uh, th- this is a little indulgence for me. Uh, Rush released Permanent Waves on uh, January 14th, and that's, a uh, personal favorite of mine so I threw that in just for the heck of it because I'm controlling the audio at this point. So now to the deaths on the 19th of February Bon Scott of ACDC died. Oh hmm I don't know if they didn't list if it was drugs I'm just assuming it was but I, I thought that was drug related. Not too sure.
3: If they don't say, it's usually something like that, you, you know, where they're 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 trying not to to, to stain you know the person's death, you know. By well, I go to
0: the same site just about every week when I check this stuff, and the other deaths I have to talk about, they they listed what it was from, so that that kills your theory. What well, did they say it was from drugs? They didn't say. They just said he died in London.
3: No, I'm talking about... Go go to the next one.
0: Okay. Bonzo. 25 September, John Bottom of Led Zeppelin dies, and uh, he was found by John Paul Jones, a band member. And uh, incidentally, that same year, because of the death of John Bottom, in December, the band broke up. Officially, so... Uh, Bottom... Drank himself to death, right?
3: Uh,
2: Part of the deal, yeah. What did it say? I didn't write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Your source.
0: Fake news. Eh, Fake news. But not to be outdone, there's another. 8 December of 1980, John Lennon is shot to death. Yeah. The Dakota. And I was thinking, it's like, Poor Bond Scott, picked a tough year to die with those two guys going down. You know what I
3: mean? So why even bother mentioning him, right? You know, it, 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 I, I certainly remember the the, the John Lennon death, um, and I, you know, it's one of those events where I can remember time and place, and you know what I was doing. I, 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 I don't remember. Where I was, uh, you know, finding out about Bonham or Bon Scott, and I would have never put those together. Like I, you know, today we would consider like, oh, that, you know, eighty was a rough year with people that we lost prematurely. You know that, you know, we enjoyed on different levels. Um, I, I don't really recall thinking that way back then in, in nineteen eighty. Oh man, this, this, you know. First, you know, first got then bottom and now Lennon. I don't don't think that went through my mind, but maybe it did. It was a long time ago.
0: I'm sure Bob Dylan wrote a song about it.
3: I remember that. (laughs) I would remember that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, do do you recall, uh, like, where you were, what you were doing when you found out about uh, John Lennon's death? Yes,
0: I do. I remember. Watching television at my parents' house, and I was just sitting on the floor, and it came on the news, the morning news. Yeah, I remember that. I John Bonham. I was Led Zeppelin wasn't on my radar necessarily back then, so I I don't I don't have any recollection of that, or Bon Scott for that matter.
3: So. Right. I mean, well, I I I was I, I guess I was a, a Zeppelin. Fan in, in 80. Um, I mean, uh, be 17. But yeah, I, I was. Uh, you know, I, I saw him in 77, so, or 78 at the Silverdome. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cophony of noise, echo, and. Yeah, no, it was a ear-
3: yeah, pretty horrible. The, the, the best thing about that particular concert is telling people that I saw Zeppelin. That's, mm-hmm. that's really the most exciting part of is is the, you know, the story 50 years later or 40 years later. Uh, wave, I, And I, and I, and I'll tell you that because I mean, this, the, my, my story about Lennon, it, it kind of relates to you guys a little bit, but, but wave, do you remember, uh,
2: what you were doing or where you were at? Didn't. Howard Cosell announced it during the game on Monday Night Football. He,
3: he did, he he did actually.
2: Yeah, I had forgotten about that part. Yeah, you're I remember, right. Yeah, I, I was watching Monday Night Football because my we watched a lot of sports with my dad back in the you know 247 days. And um, I want to say you know, I heard Cosell announce it during the game. That's right, yes. i have
3: forgotten all about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, just you know.
3: So I, I was I was driving back from your your side of the hood. I think I was over at uh, Shoeys, and uh, they're pretty late or whatever it was. And so then uh, I, I was driving back in my uh, seventy three Hornet.
0: Oh yeah, beautiful.
3: And I you know I turned on the radio and it was. Beatles music. And so then I I switched, you know, from W4 to WABX, and there was more Beatles music. And then I switched from that over to, uh, uh, what would be the other one? The riff, and there was more Beatles music. And I thought, well, this is all very strange. Like, you know, why is there Beatle music on every single station? Who died? (laughs) And, but, you know, but I didn't think about it that way either, right? I, I didn't. And then, so then when I walked into the house, uh, my father was uh, standing there and it was uh, I think it was Rob Probably doing what Was he
0: weeping uncontrollably.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I don't think. Cool. So. No, I don't think so. But but he but he did. Like I walked into the house and he had the news on and he said, oh, did you hear John Lennon got shot? Anyway, How about you Knobs. I was just going to let this go by knobs.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably for the best. <laughs> you you do know who John Lennon was, right? Yeah, I just remember where I was when uh he was shot.
0: You were a twinkle in your mother's eye.
1: Yep, I was far from being born. Yeah. <clears throat> but the first time you heard about it, what about that? <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was dead. <laughs> Well, at some point, somebody must have told you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Look, that was my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Different all right. generations. All right.
3: <clears throat> Enough sadness. Is there anything else there, uh, 1980 of note there, Fred? Uh, that's about it. All right. Let's get to the beer.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. It was your week to provide libation and entertainment. So we'll give it to you.
3: Um, you know, I, I, again, in the time of COVID, always difficult to um, share. And uh, so I, I, I tried to find something that would be fairly um, easily available. Uh, so I went with uh, one of the larger uh, craft beer makers here in Michigan Bells. But unfortunately, knobs came up empty. Um, Again. Uh, this is their special double cream stout. Um, and it's uh, all it says is basically that it's a sweet stout. i uh, never heard of that. And it's a 6.1% ABV. And I don't think anything here listed on, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, well, n- named for its velvety, smooth, creamy texture. Bell's special double cream stout is brewed with 10 different specialty roasted malts chosen to impart notes of rich mocha and espresso. See, probably not missing anything, Knobs. Dark and sweet tones intermingle with a soft, roasty finish. Um, it's
0: kind of a half hearted label, eh?
3: Yeah, um, you know, and I kind of noticed that on some of the other, like, like the uh, the robust porter that we had not too long ago. You know, kind of, kind of the same thing. You know, kinda, it felt felt like they were sort of mailing it in. All right.
0: Well, anyway,
3: check it out. Give it a good pour here. Pours like a stout. Really, really dark head.
0: Very nice. It's a mocha head.
3: And and I got, uh, I, I, I poured it with enough uh, to, to get a frothy head, but then I had some of that uh, cascading that kind of comes down that you see sometimes. And as, as it sort of finds it's, you know, it's, it's water level there. It's actually kind of cool. Kind of like a, a nitro beer will do, but not to that extent. Um, Ooh,
0: that's a thick one. Mm, I like that.
3: Uh, So let's start with the guest then, Uh, Big Wave.
2: You uh, had a chance to uh, give it a try? Yeah, I took a a slurp or two already and um, it's tasty. I am uh, really happy with it. Um, I I traditionally like lighter beer a little bit more, but um, I, I could drink this pretty for a good chunk of a night. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it sits too heavy on the tongue either. No, no, it's a, it's a very pleasant and um uh, I, I guess my only bitch is, you know, this costs like sixteen bucks for my six pack and yeah. this is my last sitting. <laughs> I could have a whole case of Milwaukee's best for that. That's my only complaint. <laughs> uh duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh no that that's a it's it's for me I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's a couple beer beers out there that are real wallet suckers, but hey, that's the price to pay for Pottem's Up. Hazel's nuts. Yeah, Hazel's Nuts. That's flying Buffalo. $30 a six pack.
2: What is the most expensive one you guys come across in your 80 game career here? Uh yeah, 20, 25 bucks for for four. Wow.
3: Uh is what they get for flying buffalo. $24.99. Whew.
2: Yeah. By Law, best, the, the company itself for that. Yeah,
3: and uh, and and what is it that you have,
1: Nobs. Uh Yeah, I have a Grand Armory a Nutter Your Business Peanut Butter Stout. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is, and 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 uh, it's ripe for an error there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Yes. <laughs> Be very mm-hmm. careful. Uh, of course, you know, we're mature and you know, yeah, not sophomore, and we oh, we wouldn't know. say anything. Uh, well, that sounds terrific because you know, uh, what I think about peanut butter porters, so uh huh, yep.
1: I uh kind of got this to like rub it in your face a little bit because I couldn't find any of the beers on your list. So, I, I, did, I, I, did, I, I, got I, this. I went, I, I, you know, if you can't find a Bell's stout, I, 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 I don't know. You, it's, it's you, not age. You Bell live Bell in a Stout. bad You're town. Specific Bell Stout.
3: Well, would, but still, I mean, would you go to like the Shell Station, <laughs> no, and then <laughs> you know the laundromat? You said you went three
1: places. I'm just trying to figure out which three they were. You gave me like basically two hours yeah. to work with only. That's it. Well, you know, it, it's been a busy week. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah, um, yeah I like this. It's poor, it pours dark. Not much of a head. Uh, creamy flavor, mouthfeel to it, and I like it. Do you think we should have it on the show officially sometime? Yeah, it's a six-pack, so there might be some left. Uh, uh, well, you know, mule them on down here, right? Yeah. Seems to be a lot of muling down there, but no muling up here. Well,
3: <laughs> there's a reason for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think there is.
3: All right. Anyway. Uh, and I think we got you on this, Fred, already. Your, your input, did we? I don't recall because of the technical difficulties.
0: No, you didn't. Well, then bring it. Um, I like the mouthfeel. It's uh, nice and viscous. Um, I really like the aroma of it, and I wish the beer itself tasted like the aroma Mm -hmm. i I think the taste falls a little short of the aroma but it's still a pleasant beer and uh, it's going down nicely it did pour a great great mocha head so uh, i'm liking it so far
3: you know they labeled it a sweet stout and it uh maybe i was expecting something a little bit more syrupy but it's it's really not no i I don't find it to be I, i wouldn't even characterize this as a sweet stout
0: Nor would I, but I'm actually kind of glad it's not. Yes, I am too. So, yeah, we'll give the final uh, determination later. But, uh, yeah, so far so good.
3: Final determination later. That's an excellent segue.
0: (laughs) Oh, true. (laughs) Double entendre.
3: (laughs) Because that is where we are at, right? Yes, sir. Uh, The uh, election is still going on. I mean, people aren't voting, uh, I guess. Although, if you ask the Trumpsters, I guess they feel like people are still voting.
0: Stop the voting! Oh no! Stop the counting! Stop the counting! But they also think people are still their mind. Well,
3: no, they they still they think people are still voting as well.
0: Well, (laughs) before you get rolling too heavy there. Just to give people some context, it is Wednesday, November the 4th, about 7 p.m. Eastern time. So just so you know where we're coming from in regards to the election, which was last night. Continue.
3: Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't know when uh, this election is going to be called, Uh, you
1: know, it. It didn't look so good yesterday did it? No. Election night was always going to be the worst looking, right? Um, Cuz it takes time to count the mail-in ballots and then it was going to swing back to Biden.
3: Well, okay, see there, there's things that I didn't quite understand about counting the ballots. Um in, in in the in the very early part of the results that were coming in, Biden jumped out and I thought, okay, so they're counting the mail-in and absentee ballots first. But then that was very short-lived, like that, that group in certain states, you know, not just talking nationally, but then in certain, hmm. in certain states. And then that seemed really short-lived. And so then, you know, I guess they were counting all of the, the walk-in voting. And then sort of like, you know, Trump took
1: over. And I thought to myself, well, is that it for the mail-in ballots? But So the way I understood it, uh, the way CBS was describing it, is certain states count their ballots differently, which we all know that the state by state is different. Some could count their mail-in ballots starting at 6 or 7 in the morning and just count them all day long, and others couldn't start counting until the polls closed. Right, right. So that's this, what we were saying. This I'm just talking about within a particular state, not from state to
3: state. It, oh, it just seemed one like it, it seemed like they were counting because Biden had a big lead very, very early. I thought, okay, they're doing the mail-in, you know. But now, as it turns out, because it's, you know some of those states are still in contention, uh, like Georgia, but I think also Florida, they never really got around to count- counting the mail-in ballots, and maybe that was just an anomaly. the, the other thing that I think put a lot of us on edge last night was the the media didn't seem to know what ballots were being counted. So they couldn't accurately accurately report um, you know were these mail in uh, late earlies, as they call them or you know uh, you know the, the walk-in votes. And, and all of that would have been been helpful, but I don't think they had all of that information, at least not by state.
1: You I don't know if that can change county by county based on uh, you know, how much labor they have available at yeah. the time or who knows. Yeah. And then,
3: you know, it, I'm sure, you know, kind of the back room is, you know, just chaos.
1: Yeah. You know. Then the back back room is where they stored all the Democrat votes, so they can pull them out when they need to, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, from, from the what? dead people. Yeah. It's like, Oops! Here we found a hundred thousand votes. Here you from the dead
3: people, from the uh, the, dogs illegals. the voting yeah. dogs. Uh,
1: what about what about you,
2: Wave? Did Did you sleep well or or or? Well, after half a bottle of Tangri, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, I went you know, to the bourbon. Was, uh, I, I, I went to the bourbon. I think I had one beer, and I said this isn't cutting it. <laughs> uh, we were uh, celebrating two things. I thought last night, one was the the bride's birthday. We had uh, Thai food, and then turned on the obviously the election results and all that, and thinking and hoping it would just be a bit of a landslide, just to make it clean and simple, which obviously is not the case. And uh, by about midnight, she had fallen asleep and the dogs. And I was halfway through a bottle of tangerine. It's like, well, I can finish the tangerine and stay up all night and watch this mess or go to bed. And I went to bed. So, what time did you guys hit the sack? It was close to two for me. Did
3: yeah, you stick it out? It was 140, 145
2: for me. So, you didn't catch this. this- I, I, I guess they did their little speeches around, too. Is that correct? Uh, they were just
3: uh, – I did see Biden's speech. Uh, that was the really short one. So whatever he spoke, and then they were talking about Trump coming out, and, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't make it to that.
2: Yeah, just as well. Yeah, yeah I, I, I got the highlight. Yeah, he, they won. <laughs> I'm well-wasted listening to that. So Yeah. Um. So, no, about midnight, I uh, I just cashed out, and my gut feeling was, it, it'll be a long slog, but Biden will probably pull this out, um, was queasy about the Senate, and, and like I said earlier to you guys, just kind of gut-punched that well north of 60 million people still, after everything we've been through for four years, would even give this guy another shot at this, but I'll leave it at that for now. What well, we'll get back to that because I, I, I think
3: it's it's I, I think it's the story of the of the twenty twenty election.
0: Basically, this should not have been this close.
3: Yeah, right. Nope. But but like but but Fred, what, what what about you? You're normally pretty early to bed. What what did you do last night? I'll tell you what I did last night. I
0: watched the last two episodes of The Queen's Gambit on netflix because that series is fantastic and if you haven't seen it i recommend you check it out then i started a new season of fargo and that took me to about nine o'clock i turned on msnbc for about half an hour then i went to bed i could not put myself through (laughs) what i knew was coming last night and i slept like a baby because It actually kind of played out like they they said it was going to, you know, and um, plus, so, you know, on on the first night, it's just all this, you know, Steve Kornacki on the big board trying to to tie your brain in a knot, all these different, you know.
2: Probst was making
3: fun of Kornacki on the big board. His well, khakis got- and his rolled-up sleeves and <laughs> his tousled hair and in his tennis shoes. Tennis and, shoes
0: yeah. uh, so it's a god. I, I actually right? did. I actually did not watch it, but thirty thirty-five minutes because it, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I went to bed a little early, actually earlier than I normally do, and figured I would know a lot more this morning. You know, at six when I get up, and and I did, and well, and I felt kind of queasy. When even though I knew what was going on, I still felt kind of queasy when
3: I saw where things were, like rut, row, raggy. This is not good. Uh, well, if I felt queasy, it was be- because of the bourbon. But <laughs> when I I woke up at so I went to bed close to two. I probably did my first rustle at around six or so and then I thought okay I, I'm not getting up this early and and then about seven I didn't want to turn on the tv I mean I I really didn't want to know how things had gone I I was I was petrified and uh and then you know when I when I finally got the courage to turn it on and I started to kind of you know listen to them going through the math and uh you know I, I, I finally started to to feel a little bit better, but you know, I I, I know Nobs, You you saw a couple of my texts last night, and they were, uh, you know, less than encouraging.
1: Yeah, that's why I didn't respond to them. Yeah, <laughs> I can't take any more negativity. <laughs> but
3: but I, I think there was one thing, at least I I can say that I honestly did not count on in this, uh, in, in this election, and. Um, it's, it's, I, I started to really sort of delve into what Steve Karnacki was talking about and looking at a couple of rural counties, and I think they were in Georgia, they could have been in Florida, it didn't matter, where in some, you know, podunk county in Western Georgia, where Trump had, you know, soundly whooped Hillary in 2016, you know, Uh, twelve hundred votes to forty. Okay, somehow or another, he was able to turn that into thirty five hundred votes this year. Like it, 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 the fact that he was able to come up with a larger base uh, is something that I would have
1: never predicted, and I and I don't I don't think most of the media did either. No, I got to give the. Trump campaign staff credit where it's due, to be honest, because they found a way, they dug deep and found more voters. I don't know how, but they did it. Because
3: you, you know, the the the, uh, the number of flipped voters, right, We, we is still pretty, is much smaller than what makes up for the additional turnout. So, you know, we you know there were some people that became disenfranchised with Trump and there were some people that maybe they didn't vote Trump in 2016 but you know now they like him or they think Biden is a socialist or whatever and so they got to go that way so there might be a few flips in all of this but i don't think that that really is what happened I just, maybe 2016 turnout was just that low. I mean, I have to, you know, maybe compare 2016 to 2008.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: But, you know, there's there's a population change in there too.
1: Are you saying it's a matter of Republicans saying, I'm not so sure about this guy in 2016 and not voting for him? That's what I think happened. In,
3: yeah, in, yeah in, in hindsight that that's exactly what I think happened and there was a lot of protest voting I don't like Hillary and I don't like this guy you right and and maybe there were maybe there was a um you know a, a willingness to accept Hillary from Republicans that didn't like Trump right maybe there was just this you know um, well, you know she's bound to be the President, and I don't like Trump, and if she gets elected, I'm okay with that. you know, a, a resolve or whatever it is. But this this time around, I, I think those those Republicans uh, were like, you know what? We kind of liked what he did. We liked his racism. We liked his corruption. We liked his immigration policies. We, we, you know what I mean? We, we we, liked all those things about him. And uh, we'd rather have that than, you know, a decent human being.
2: Mind-boggling. So um, do you think that
0: – now we talk, we've talked about polls and trusting or not trusting polls. You recently stated you trusted the polls. I believe Nobbs and I – said we did not trust the polls and the polls <laughs> fell flat on their face this time
3: no actually I, I well i don't know that the polls have fallen flat on their face
0: uh, I so, think some have
3: i mean the, the battleground states are all probably going to be within the margin of error a,
1: a lot of the predictors wisconsin's not
0: um, Wisconsin's twenty thousand people. They 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 had some of the polls had them up by seventeen points.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Michigan was like plus eight. And right now Biden's like plus one percent.
3: Uh so y- Yeah, I I mean some had him a plus eight. But <laughs> But but here's the thing though. Hold on. Hold Watt's
1: on. cherry-picking his polls now.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not. I think you guys are. But 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 here's what I said, okay, also when I said that. And 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 go back to the primaries. I don't trust state polling either very much. I, I mean, I, again I can make the case that the polls were not way off in 2016, and they and and by and large they were not. But when you looked at the primary, the Democratic primary for this year. And how off they were in some respects. You know, state polling doesn't do well. And, you know, why they can't figure this out, I I have no idea. You know? Have any of us been polled? Let's start there. I mean, who the hell are they polling?
0: I get called three times a day and I never answer. So Yeah, but they're
3: not not legitimate polls. I don't know.
0: I, I don't want to talk to any of them, actually. But I I guess my point with making, bringing up the polls is you were surprised at (laughs) all these. (laughs) (laughs) You, you were, no, 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 you were talking. So you are the one who brought it up. You were surprised at all these, these surprised Trumpsters. Do you think those are people that just didn't want to get involved in the polls or because they're rural or something they
3: they don't get contacted. Well, I I don't think they had to be included in the polls because it was it, it was a complete rise of the tide. D- do you know what I mean? So, so at the same time Trump had all these new voters. <laughs> Thankfully, Biden had all these new voters as well. I, I don't think
0: a lot of the Biden ones were like for the 2016 ers that just did the protest thing. I think they were genuinely new voters that have never voted before.
3: Well, there's some of that. I, I don't know about new, new. I mean, you know, hopefully they're going to capture some of that data. It'd be interesting to see, you know. Be, be, because, you know, kind of what I was sharing last night and I even took some screenshots of it was counties where this is really fascinating to, you know, fascinating to me in the way the math worked. Counties where Trump underperformed as a percent of the vote. Okay. From 2016. So in 2016, he beat Hillary, uh, you know, 70 to 30. Okay. Okay. But this year he underperforms, he wins 65% of the vote, and Biden outperforms Hillary with 35% of the vote. But total votes, because that many more people voted, Trump actually got more votes than he did in 2016 out of that county. Yeah, and when makes, you add those sense. up and you add up all this, 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 all these you know, hundreds of. Or thousands, if you think nationally, of, of of rural counties, all those you know, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred votes here and there and there and there, were negating anything Biden was doing in the suburbs. It's it, and if that was the Trump strategy, you got to hand it to him. It, it's almost brilliant.
0: Now, now, now.
3: Well, I mean, there are people you know that are doing this because you know he's not you know and and once they got rid of Brad Parscales because it would have been nice if they would have kept him you know they did bring in a, a in, in a legitimate campaign guy but it, it it was really fascinating to me to see how the math was working out because of you know if Biden's got this huge turnout and he's picked up suburban counties that Trump flipped or he's or he's taken away 10 percent of Trump's gain of 2016 on that. So maybe it wasn't even a county that Hillary won. Maybe, you know, again, it was a huge suburban county and it was like, you know, uh, uh, you 60-40 know, and now it's 50-50. I'm like, OK, these are the numbers. Where's Trump getting his votes from? You know, if there's fraud anywhere, I would go look in, you know, Cameroon County, Georgia, <laughs> and say, how many people live here? <laughs> I'm kind of serious about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Because he added a lot of rural votes. A lot of rural votes.
0: They probably just went walking through some old church graveyards out in the country and collected names. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I, uh, uh, anyway, so that, that to me was kind of the, the fascinating part of the way the whole mathematics were working out. And, and that's why I was so down at 1 o'clock. So
0: was Kernacki kind of looking at it the same way you were? Well, emergency- he was, he
3: was showing that data. You, you know, that's, that's why I was, you know, I kind of picked up on it. And I think I, even though I'm wrong about polls, according to you guys, I think I actually kind, kind of started to think about it that way before he had shown me. Cause then I was kind of like jumping out of my chair, showing Pop-Tarts. See, this is what I'm talking about. See, see, see. <laughs> and, and I'm taking pictures of the TV screen and I'm, Texting it to my family members. Um, so y- yeah, he was, he was he was kind of talking about it in, in, in this way as well.
0: Hmm. Y- you would think if there was some validity to it, there'd be more of a stink. Or do the Dems not care?
3: Are you talking about the fraud part?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no,
3: no, I'm just talking about looking at it this way. I, I'm not talking about the fraud part, Fred. I know I, I misunderstood your question. No, 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 no. I don't believe I don't believe there's widespread voter fraud. Okay. Just not not even in, you know, dog diggity Kentucky. <laughs>
2: no.
0: <laughs> Which went red, by the way.
3: <laughs> um you know, uh, speaking about Kentucky, it it, it does make me, me think about McConnell in the Senate races.
0: Yeah. Him That's and rough. Lindsey, they both smoked their opponents. Polls were way off and wrong. Either that or the, the polls they were putting on social media were just fabrications. I...
3: Well... One of and those the things, two
0: that lost spent two hundred million dollars.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's pummeled. so stupid. That that's that's so stupid. Um, the the um, I, I don't know how much were polls, or do they start with a poll and then they try and add some math to it, and then you know, kind of fudge it to where they think it makes sense. And, and where I'm going with that is um, there was a belief that there would be a lot of uh, ballot splitting where, uh, you know, these Senate races would run ahead or behind, but usually behind what Trump was doing. And, and so, you know, maybe... Kentucky goes Trump but McGrath gets beats McConnell right so not everyone that in Kentucky that was voting for uh, for Trump w- would also vote for McConnell that that was kind of and, and a certain percent would break away and split and, and then there's the other side that says you know maybe they actually can run ahead of Trump because You know, if this was really and truly supposed to be a repudiation of Trump, then um, they could run ahead of Trump. And what I I was listening to a lot of this this morning was they found in these Senate races is that they pretty much ran right alongside Trump. And as Trump went in that state, so did the Senate races. And we're kind of see that in Michigan as well with uh, John James and, and, and Gary Peters. Gary Peters is now up a couple tenths of a percent. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of what it looks like Biden is going to end up with. So people didn't vote for James and not Trump or vice versa. Right. And, um, you know, so, so I, I wonder when they're publishing their results of polls, is that data kind of factored in, you know, if they, if they're trying to be, uh, you know, too smart for themselves. Mm. I don't know, but the but the lesson there is, you know, when you have a you have to believe in the data that says okay, Trump's got a ninety five percent party rating. You know, I, I was never a, a true believer in those numbers. The, the only way I could ever rationalize that prior to this election. Was to say, well, it's only the hardcore nut jobs that are still in the party, <laughs> and anyone with any sense has left the party, and so that's why his approval rating is amongst Republicans is so high. But that's not the case. No, nope. all the nuts are hanging on, and he still had a ninety-five percent approval rating. So you know, it, it it makes sense that with that kind of approval rating, that when he's carrying a red state, the red state senator is gonna gonna carry it with him. Case
0: in point, Susan Collins. What the f happened there?
3: She was supposed
0: to be the easiest one to take out, and and she's there. They they the yeah. Her opponent
3: already conceded. It's so like, yeah, like, God, what happened? I mean, I mean, how should they
2: conduct polls?
0: I don't know. Not should they idea.
2: conduct polls? How how useful are they? If you really step back, I mean, besides In le- le- the, the horse race shit, and obviously the networks want to. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's media, it's media stuff, right? Yeah, it's more media driven now, and and obviously going from election to election going forward what slice of reality are they really, you know, showing you? It's, it's, they're throwing darts like anybody else probably.
3: I mean, we, we, we know, right? We, we know they're still going to do polls. And in 2024 or midterm 2022, you know, we're going to be hanging on <laughs> all of these polls. Even if we know, even if we want to question them, right? We're still going to be,
2: be talking about them. I, and, and I think it's another, I, you're not, you're never going to see them go away completely, but it just isn't in all the, the, the pleads for cash from that I've seen from candidates, obviously on the, on the blue side and I'm sure the red side is doing it too. Um, half of them are all predicated on polls and something's going to happen if you don't send money. And, um, so, and the media has a good reason to have them. <laughs> the, the candidates have good reason to have them. And, um, uh, how reality based they are obviously is getting more and more in question.
3: Well, Fred, you 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 had mentioned that you know there was two hundred million wasted on 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 Jamie and Amy. Huh. Jamie and Amy show. Um, do you think the people that back them care? No, I,
0: I sent both of them money and. I, I guess I don't really care about it that much, you know.
3: I sent her money. I, I never sent him money. I sent her money a long, long
2: time ago, like when she was in her primary battle. I sent money to both pretty consistently, and I'd be happy to do it again. If, if anything, if it just made them pour more resources into McConnell and Lady Lindsay State, and it took it took the resources from another battle, I'm fine with that. But, but I'm but but
3: mainly speaking of the big donors, you know, the pack money donors. The, the individuals, you know, even if you go max 3500 bucks or whatever it is, it's, you know, it's probably something that the person who does that can easily afford. And, you know, but if, and if you can't, well, that's... <laughs> That's a different problem. <laughs> you Put your life savings in Amy McGrath <laughs> to beat <laughs> be Mitch McConnell. Well, McConnell is that
2: hateable? Is anybody <laughs> want in the face more than him? But
3: um, oh I just go into a shell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but 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 I'm talking about the, the the big money donors, and I think when they're talking about those kinds of um, those dollars, I don't think they're talking about direct campaign funds. I, they could be. But I think they're talking about PAC money spent. But I also don't think that those big money donors, I mean, you know, they're trying to buy a politician, but they'll just go buy a different one or a different way, right? I mean, they're hedging their bets. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just you buying know. a
3: and, 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 you know, I, again, when you're putting money towards political candidates, it's by and large, it's disposable income. You know, it's it, it's 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 almost like putting it on, you know, double zero.
2: Interesting outlook.
3: You know, and and but what I what I really, you know, think about the the whole money thing, and and I don't know why it didn't change more this year, um, because I thought 2016 was a real eye opener. Money doesn't drive politics now. I, I think most money that goes into these campaigns is wasted. Uh, you know, Hil- Hillary outspent Trump, whatever it was, 3x, 5x. You know, Bi- Biden outspent Trump, um, you know, barely going to beat him if he does. I just think there's there's too much free media out there nowadays.
2: Yeah, and, and probably paralleling that or dovetailing with that, in my opinion at least, is lying works. It's obvious that lying works. It's much easier to lie. And to hit people, the or the, the undecided, I guess, that they're after in the middle there, to hit them with, um, bombard them with advertising, just to try to push them towards the edge of fact or reason or science, It's it's a lot cheaper to just lie all the time, like Trump and the, the gang does. hmm uh, You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, it's just, I mean a lot more human capital and you know green rectangle capital to push the truth and reason. And and so I guess in that in that sense you gotta do it. If you're it's, explaining you're losing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it's if you have no shame and you'll lie about everything, and there's obviously the the low information or let's let's just put it out there stupid people gullible people that'll just lap it up you, you gotta outspend them just to stay even I think I, I just don't
3: know if there's any amount that 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 uh gets get you over that hump. I think yeah. I I mean may, maybe all the money that Biden spent did get his people out to vote. And all the lying that Trump did is what got his people out to vote, right? I mean,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. you know, so so Democrats have to spend money and Republicans don't.
2: Or at least that's what we've learned in the last two cycles. And when you also factor in that they've got the, the Fox Echo machine. And well, well, that's Bob. part of the free media,
3: right? I mean, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they have Facebook, they have Fox, um, you know, you they have YouTube.
2: Part, Twitter, Twitter,
3: you know, Twitter.
1: I think they have Twitter, too.
3: I don't... I, I, I actually I've think... Heard. Yeah, I, I think that that um, Twitter outreach is, from my own anecdotal observations, it's pretty close to the same between right wing and left wing.
2: Yeah, it's not to say that the, the blue side doesn't have its outlets, but you know, since, since the 80s and the Rush Limbaugh's and the, the gross amount of radio stations and everything else, Versus what the uh, the blue side has, it's not even close. So there, these people live in these echo chambers, and yep. so I, I think you gotta spend it. Unfortunately, it's, it shouldn't have to be that way, but it's like I said earlier. It's it's, it's, it's every yeah. dime the the, the the blue side spent probably had to be spent just to get us where I, we are, which is not a great place, but a better place, hopefully.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. I, I was listening to a little Tom Hartman today progressive radio. And he's always talking about the media bias, um, in, 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 terms of how much more red outlet there is, you know, and how they own all the rural airways. Um, uh, and he was talking about how he had Tom Steyer on as a guest earlier in the week or yesterday or whatever. And recall, he's the billionaire that ran also in the primaries. Um, and you know he asked tom well what, what is he you know going to do with his money? he should be putting it into progressive media and he was very frustrated uh that steyer uh hadn't planned on doing that and wasn't planning on, on on spending money that way and Tom Hartman believes that you know that is where the money needs to be spent that you know there used to be an infrastructure. He mentioned a guy i i who used to be um a uh progressive even before the term progressive um radio syndicated talk show host uh who was assassinated by two white supremacists there's and,
0: good people on both sides and
3: <laughs> yeah and uh, and and that was kind of the beginning of the end and and then there was air uh air america um uh that eventually its funding dried up um and you know he was making the point that it was it was crucial uh, in helping uh getting B- Barack elected in 2008 and that was that, that was the the high point for air America you know where I think uh, Miss Maddow got her start. I believe that's true. Yeah,
2: Janine Garofalo, I think. No, I give the, the Republicans credit on that. Since since Reagan and talking about bad things happening in 1980, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the tipping away at the, the fairness doctrine and yep, the fairness all, doctrine all that, it adds up. And here we are, and they, they've pretty much they're at the one yard line. You, know? <laughs> uh, you mean they're starting
3: their campaign at the one yard line? <laughs> right, I mean, you, you know, because it's the constant drumbeat uh, uh, ag- against the Democrats, and the Democrats don't really come out with that messaging uh, I- in the same fashion. Re- yeah, regardless, and it's so weird because they're also so good at the messaging because they make it seem like CNN and MSNBC are the the mouthpieces for the left and they're really not and 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 that they're you know and and yet they spin this this alternative reality that they're the underdogs in the media
2: yeah bingo
3: it it makes
2: the brain hurt (laughs) um
3: so, okay, so I'm with you. we got to start lying more.
2: Yeah, Well, yeah, it's
3: – Hey, you know, I used to work for a guy who always said, um, second liar never has a chance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you call it lying. That, that reminds me, just for I uh, came downstairs to the bunker, like I said earlier, the, the bride had um, uh, CNN on, and John King, who I've got a lot of respect for him. He's a pretty, pretty sharp guy. He was. Oh, uh, he, he, he is dry, though. He's dry. He <laughs> down the middle, but he, he was he was referencing uh, the the, the goons, <laughs> you know, throwing these lawsuits out and all this, and, and bitching about the the, the votes are illegitimate. <laughs> he called it intellectually inconsistent, <laughs> <laughs> and he and, and his delivery is 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 just so.
3: Uh, again, sort of dry, you know. It, it just it, it, The timing
2: of that, I could just see him saying it. So <laughs> matter-of-factly, right? Yes. He didn't want to say bovine excrement. It was intellectually inconsistent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
3: when we were watching last night, and I was flipping channels, and he was on, and he, he, they switched back over to him, and, you know, he's working the big board and when the camera came back over to him he wasn't quite ready or something and he said oh i'm i'm I, i'm i'm looking at county by county races that's just something that i have an interest in doing uh, it, it, when i have a moment and, <laughs> and pop tart says underneath her breath real chick magnet
2: <laughs> i was about to say, sorry
3: ladies he's taken <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, if that's what he does for fun, is study county by county. I mean, oh, hey, how, what did I, how did I start the podcast by talking about county by county data? So uh, at fifteen uh, mil a year, I bet you can get a date. Um, yeah, I suppose he's doing doing fine in that department. You know, he's got nice hair. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Kornacki, on the other hand, I don't know if he's making enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Boys are a whole other planet.
0: That dude hasn't slept since (laughs) yesterday morning. (laughs) They had Ali Velsher take over for a little bit, I think, just to get the guy off his feet. (laughs) Seriously.
3: Yeah, no, seriously. But this is his Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, this guy's going to love it.
0: Hey, what happened with the house? Weren't they saying they were going to gain ten
3: seats? The what polls happened? were right on. You know how I, I I'm, I'm, oh. I'm supporting the polls on this you're, one again. You're a big poll guy. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> certainly they.
2: am. Hey, what happened to Vegas? Stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: might be a show title in there. <laughs>
1: Lotto is a big pole guy. I'd
3: I leave my name off of it. I just say big nope. pole guy.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this gets back to the pearl necklaces.
1: Yeah. I, I just
3: don't <laughs> want to be called out by someone that might be listening. <clears throat> yeah, no, but you're you're right there, Fred. The, the the house did sort of collapse. Yeah, they
0: were saying, oh yeah. More than likely, get about ten new seats and hopefully pull the Senate across. And- but
3: but but again, that was you know, that that's because so much was in the red states, and they thought there would be ticket splitting, and there was not. Th- it doesn't this thing give came. You a warm- this thing came down on party line right up and down the ticket.
2: Yeah.
0: It, it certainly doesn't give you a warm fuzzy for midterms because you know what happens in midterms. <laughs> so they, they better get some stuff done in this first two years.
3: Well, okay. Or so try
0: to at least.
3: Yeah. I mean, midterms always comes down to what the maps look like. Because they were, they, uh, you know, going back to the polls, they were pretty accurate in 2018. Weren't they?
0: I cannot confirm or deny N- nothing's and, sticking it, and it was out in it, my head
3: it, and, and maybe not the margins. Okay. That we'd have to go back and look at, but that, that the house was going to, the, the, the Dems were going to retake the house. And that's what happened. And it was a, it was a slow, right. It, 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 it's kind of like what we're witnessing right now because, you know, the, the Dems were supposed to win like thirty seats or whatever the number was, and it just seemed to take three months for them to get there. But they eventually got there, if you recall.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it took a while. Like the,
3: like the morning after, it was like, okay, well, we won four seats. What the hell had just happened, right? What you know? But then there was all these contested races still that had not been um, decided, and runoffs, and you know all that other stuff. But in the end, I'm not quite sure about the polling. Nor am I. Yeah. But the but the projections were pretty darn close. I, I think they they ended up, you know, maybe falling one or two seats short of what they were projecting on the outside. You know. But that was a good that was a good that was a good house map for the Dems. It was not a good map for the Senate. And if you if you actually, it's never a good map for the Senate for the Dems. I mean, I mean, th- just be honest with that because you've got probably more red states, and that's all you need, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Because the guy in
3: Montana, his vote is four times uh,
2: four times as powerful as as the person voting in California. Exactly. A bunch of tumbleweed and rock have more power than these people in the larger states it's it's, it's absolutely astonishing how how bad the Senate is not, not not just structurally broken because of McConnell and Lady Lindsay and all these guys It just it, it makes no sense anymore same as electoral college and I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent but go you're you're the the Democrats are you know it's always one hand behind the back to start with you know the Of the Senate and Electoral College and all these archaic institutions that are just, they make no sense.
3: Yeah, I think on the Senate, one thing that, I mean, and they make up their own rules, and they've had these rules, and then they break them. And, you know, had we won the Senate, you know, there was people saying, you know, just to get rid of the whole filibuster thing altogether.
2: Oh, yeah, right on down the line from there, once you have the power to do that, and, you know.
3: Unfortunately, when, 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 you're, when you're dealing with people that lack principle, um, like McConnell or uh, you know, others before him, really the, the fix on the Senate is – because we're not going to really change the structure of Washington, okay, um, is you just should have a super majority for everything. You know, if you have a supermajority for everything, then you need to elect moderates from red states.
0: Is supermajority 60?
3: I, I would even go 66. I would
1: say two-thirds. I'm pretty sure it's 66. 67. And nothing gets
3: passed at that point. <laughs> Be kind of <laughs> like it is now. Um, but, you know, if, if 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 that was the rule for everything, for every law... Every judge, you know, you know,
2: uh, over time, you get more, more centrist, you know.
3: Um, and you it, it, and, and that's a rule that they could uh, institute at any time like that. You know, I mean, that wouldn't require uh, changes to the Constitution. Like like, you know, disbanding the, the Senate.
0: Let's see. You you'd have to be dealing with people who possess souls,
2: <laughs> and not have a batshit crazy constituency. You know. Okay. Yeah. So. Or ignorant, or whatever.
0: All that all that stuff that you're saying makes way too much sense and ain't going to happen. But I I understand your point and point well taken.
3: I, I was I was talking with somebody about the Electoral College uh, yesterday and uh you know how in, in many ways, flyover country um, should also want to get rid of the electoral college. I mean, maybe Republicans are happy because it's benefiting them right now, right? but you know there's there was there's no need for um, you know t- Trump to go to Mississippi, right, to Kentucky. So, so their, their voice isn't really being heard and their votes in some respects really don't count because no one's, no one's meeting their need, right? Right. But on the other hand, if you go popular vote and you get rid of the electoral college, then do either candidate ever go to Mississippi and Kentucky or do they just constantly, you know, fly back
2: and forth between the coasts? But on, on one hand, does it matter if they go there? Information is instantaneous right now. One hundred and fifty years ago, fine. <laughs> you know, they, you know, they'd want them to put their face somewhere or get the information. True. firsthand. No, I, I, that's a really good point. That's a really everything instantaneous right now. What what are they going to gain besides getting their yayas of, of seeing one of these idiots in person? <laughs> You know, I I don't understand it. I just, uh, yeah, have a phone or a TV or a Twitter machine or whatever, it's instantaneous. I I know it's probably going to happen in our lifetime, but th- th- there has to be some changes there. This is this is it's not representative.
3: Uh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, regardless of, I mean, if Biden pulls it out you know but let's say he doesn't uh regardless he ran an effective campaign without really ever having rallies
2: there you go
0: Man, don't, don't you love that the the trumpsters would make fun of him because of that fact but yet he led in the polls the entire time he didn't he didn't have to Polls,
3: polls. polls. <laughs> but the polls are wrong, Fred. We, we we've I, I already know. established that. I realize that, but
0: he's still letting them though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wrong or not, and, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, uh, end of trolls movie. Some or uh, uh, Trump's movie someday. The rosebud will be polls. <laughs> <laughs> Um.
3: But uh, yeah, I, I mean, kind of circling back. Um, I, I just um, you know, it, it's hard for me to to take anything away from this, other than yeah, maybe we might have Biden as a president, but it, this does not reflect well on America.
2: Nope, it does not. Um, I
1: wanted there to be a landslide just to show that. We as a country have rejected that sort of behavior, but we haven't.
0: After our ne- after our beer, we'll talk about that. New beer, I think so. Okay, why don't we uh, take five, pause for the cause, grab a cold beer, and um, we'll pick up where Knobs left off.
3: All right, agreed. Okay. See you in five. Well, before we get to the next beer, a quick round on how we ended up with the Bells. What was it again? The double cream
2: stout. Yeah. The sweet stout. Big wave. My glass is empty. And I, uh, like I said earlier, I was, I was kind of a fanboy right from the get. Um, it only got better for me. I, I think the sweet stout is pretty sweet. so uh, It's for me. Fred?
0: Well, I'm going to give it a meh. Mostly because I, like I mentioned in my first review of it, I enjoyed the bouquet. Wish that the taste of it would have matched the bouquet. And I found the beer a little generic, if not forgettable I I was thinking about how did that beer taste and I was like man can't even really remember so <laughs> I'm going to give it a math it's just yeah uh, I mean I would drink another one because you know it was
3: innocuous enough but <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean I, I wouldn't say it's one of the best <laughs> doubts I've ever had but it, it was darn good and i certainly would have another. So I, I got to put it in the for me column, but I, I I still wouldn't say there was anything outstanding about it. But solid. Solid. Okay. Um, Good okay. enough.
0: So what do you see in the trove for us? Your number two.
3: Uh, next up is a uh, Old Nation product. Um, Cart Horse IPA. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. One of the reasons I picked this up is because I see it in a lot of places, <laughs> and I really <laughs> thought there was a high chance that nobs was going to be able to come up with it and maybe even uh, Wave, but I guess you guys weren't able uh, to find this, and I know I've seen it around, and uh, Old Nation
1: beers aren't hard to find either. No, I, but, I saw three other Old Nation beers, but not that one. Blotto. I, yeah. don't,
0: I don't mean to interrupt. But even on the can, it reminds you to roll.
1: Oh, I did. I did roll.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, So interesting. You you know, they make um, another New England IPA, correct? M43. Yeah, buddy. And that is uh, one of the best. And so they're competing against themselves, I suppose. They call this New Orthodox.
0: Yeah, Um, what's that
3: all about? I have no idea. And then it says cart horse, which I find interesting, like cart before the horse. Um, is, is it a play on words? That's what I thought. I uh, 7% ABV, the 60 IBU. I was trying to think, um, maybe I should have grabbed the other one because they had another IPA there by Old Nation um, knobs. And uh, it was 65 IBU. I'm like, well, I'll probably like this one better.
2: <laughs>
3: what was that one called? I, I, it's, uh, I'm it's i racking my brains, but I'll bet you it's one of the others that you saw. And you're saying of the three others, they weren't ones that we've
1: done, right? There's the M43, there's the B43. Uh, there was an M43, one I don't remember, and Boss Tweed. But That, that was the other one, Boss Tweed. Yep, yep. Should have grabbed that one. Uh-huh.
3: And and yeah, that's the one that's also. I don't know if it's a New England IPA, but it was also an IPA.
1: So do you have a second beer there? Uh, Knobs? I hope so. Uh, I'm just gonna have an, another one of these, uh none of, of your business. Oh, yeah, uh, just you? to keep, you know, keep rubbing it in, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Blatto. It was pretty because tasty. It, yeah,
3: I, I, it's probably going to be better than this one for me, but who knows? I, I every once in a while, another reason that I, I I was willing to go with this is because you know every once in a while I will find a uh, an IPA I like wow that aroma just really hits me especially I know I, and, and you know what Fred I knew we were doing these in the wrong order it's just that we had Big Wave with the other beer because I I I just think you know you you, you generally want to go light to dark and.
0: Yeah, when you open this, immediately the uh, air around you had that citrus mm-hmm. smell. Yep.
3: Yeah, so much different than what we were drinking Ooh. previously. And uh, you got your Milwaukee's best now. Are you are you happy, Wave?
2: <laughs> actually, I'm having like I was telling you earlier, I couldn't uh, I couldn't source the uh, cart horse. And disappointed actually, I was looking forward to trying that. I did the M43, but nonetheless, I'm having another uh, double cream stout. But I do have in my little reserve here to cleanse my palate later. A Milwaukee's best light, thank you. <laughs> Mic <Make> drop. <trouble.
3: laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't let Pottoms up slow you down from what you really enjoy. <laughs> uh, uh, Fred, have you have you had a chance to uh, try the heart the, the cart horse the heart course?
0: Yes. What do you think? It, ha- it has a wonderful uh, hat on it. Great color, uh, awesome bouquet. I love it. It's it's definitely citrus. Hey, how you mm. I don't. um I don't know the bitterness factor. I don't think it's bad. What did it say? It was sixty. Hmm. I don't know. It's not too bad. I, I don't find it bitter. Uh, tastes great uh, so far. It's for me.
3: Yeah, I. I so so far, um, I'm enjoying it as well. Uh, it, it's 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 certainly just you know so much different than the last beer. It's almost kind of refreshing in that respect. Um, I feel like this
0: beer compared to the first one, this has a little bit more character to it little more novelty in the taste department. Well, it's it's
3: it's it's very citrusy, right? But they don't really call that out, um, and they do list uh, like all these ingredients. And um, I'm not—I mean, citra, boil hops, mosaics, malts, dry hop. I don't know; they just seem like random words at this point. <laughs> just i mean even the way that they're written on the can, they just seem like random words
0: we've got two, we've got two lines to fill
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but but i I could see this just just like their m forty three falling in the for me column
0: for me I think I like the m forty three more than this because it's um I, I i like the like the New Englands when they have a
3: lot of pulp to them. This
0: one I don't not detecting so much pulp, but
3: I I I don't detect the pulp, but it is very thick. Yeah. You know, and it does have great mouthfeel. Yeah.
0: Ah, That's a shame you two other schlubs didn't find this. It's a very enjoyable
3: beer.
2: It's very thick, actually. Suffer in silence.
3: Uh, so, so where were we at? I think, uh, now you were hitting on something and then I was going to jump on, I think.
1: Um, that's a good question. I believe
0: well, we were getting towards the topic of why there are so many people still voting for the dumbass after four years of what the horror that we have witnessed.
3: Yeah, I, I saw a couple articles um about it today, and uh this one here, you, you know, we have the same sentiments, but some people just know how to put it into words. Um this is from The Atlantic, Tom Nichols. Uh and the title of the article was a large portion of the elect- of the electorate chose the sociopath. <laughs> and
0: well, uh, well said.
3: And then three paragraphs in and bear bear with me as I read. He wrote, but no matter how this election concludes, America is now a different country. Nearly half of the voters have seen Trump in all of his splendor, his infantile tirades, his disastrous and lethal policies, his contempt for democracy in all its forms, and they decided they wanted more of it. His voters can no longer hide behind excuses about the corruption of Hillary Clinton or their willingness to take a chance on an unproven political novice. They cannot feign ignorance about how Trump would rule. They know and they have embraced him. And That's pretty potent stuff. And it's just... I mean, there's just no other way around it.
2: You know, it's. (laughs) But they're in the minority. That's the the biggest bitch of the whole thing. They're they're definitely in the minority. But the way this country's structured and its systems, it's very frustrating. They do control levers of power,
3: and uh, but but even though they're in the minority, I, I think. You know what he's saying, and I think what we're saying is, it's a rather large minority, right? I mean, it's it's it it, 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 yeah, it's 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 um it's it's not a minority in in the sense of, you know, say black Jews, it's (laughs) hate mail coming, but you know, but it's. It's more like in the minority of women, right? I mean, like women are considered a minority in this country, and they're, it's just about 50-50. Probably bad examples, both of them. But <laughs> you're walking a thin line. Eh, you know, it's what I do. <laughs> you know, so so, you know, I I I I guess really what I, what I mean by by that big waves. I'm not really sure I subscribe to the minority. Their minority is so large that doesn't give me any solace, especially because they hold levers of power in that minority. But even if they didn't, it's still deeply disturbing. You know? Oh, absolutely. Another another way to look at it. Okay. Was I, I forwarded a similar article um, from the Washington post, basically kind of saying the same thing. And uh, a guy that I correspond with from New Zealand, uh, who I believe is from Great Britain or something like that, originally, um, he was much more succinct. He, he commented underneath the post, basically, "America is fucked." <laughs> uh,
2: you, you gotta, you gotta, gotta think that, and that, that was kind of banging around in my belfry this morning uh, while still in the fog. It's like, is is this experiment doomed? I mean or is the country just getting so big and so divided that it it can't be reunited by anybody Um, and looking forward, being a long-term investor at least, looking forward to 24 or 28 or next decade, whatever all all Trump has basically done is is groomed the next (laughs) proto-fascist who's going to be more polished and equally, you know soulless and you know lack of morals the whole ball of wax I, I i i don't have high hopes and you guys that have kids i man oh man <laughs> well okay
3: it's a perfect segue into my my next example of proving our point here uh my son texted me last night and said a smarter Younger, better spoken, far-right candidate, think Tucker Carlson, could do such incredible harm in the U.S. so easily. The only reason we might get away with this level of proto-fascism is because Trump happens to be the dumbest person on earth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just checked a lot of boxes.
3: and, And I... You know, my response was true, but I think it takes someone as dumb as Trump to pull it off. I, I don't think Tucker Carlson can pull it off, but maybe he does have a point there. Maybe a Tucker Carlson
1: can pull it off. Isn't that always kind of why we never like really wanted Pence to be in power, though? Because he would be smarter about things?
2: But he can't pull it off. See, he can't pull off Trumpism. He's not going to have rallies and he yeah. just...
1: Yeah, he's, he does not have any charisma, does
2: he, he? Trump is the perfect human bullshit bomb, basically. Exactly. You have to. You have to really
3: convince people that you believe your own bullshit, and maybe yeah. he does, and maybe he doesn't. But it doesn't he matter. He, he, he. No matter what you show in him in terms of facts, and the other thing that makes Trump Trump is the way he speaks, the word salad that he creates uh and the amount of interpretation left into it is also what makes him successful where people like you know Tucker Carlson he's very succinct with his words and there's there's no real um uh you know guesswork in into what he is meaning so when he says something terribly racist he doesn't have as much plausible deniability as Trump Trump has learned the art of plausible deniability and <laughs> and and his backers have also learned that right the trump the trumpsters have learned the art of plausible deniability because fred how often do we we say well you know you know your your dipshit dear leader you know said this and and they're like well that's because he means this all the time <laughs> trump doesn't even need to trump doesn't even need to use plausible deniability because he doesn't care because he has no shame, right? So he's, he's, he's just going to double down in only the way that Trump can. So I, I find myself kind of walking both sides here. One saying that, okay, maybe there is a more dangerous Trump-type person out there. But on the other hand, no, nobody else can be Trump. So I, I don't know.
0: You know what I don't get from from a Trump supporter standpoint is this almost, I don't know, what are they, 45% of the nation's population, they collectively have decided this is the guy they're going to die on the hill for? I, that That's the part I don't quite get. You know, if they're going to go to the nth level, defend this guy, start a civil war over this guy, couldn't you have done it with... For somebody with a little charisma, smart, something, something of value.
3: No, I, that, that that's kind of what I'm saying. I don't think they can. I mean, I, I don't, I
0: but don't the, think they the go. I don't, I don't have, think they
3: go to war for Tucker Carlson.
0: But why? Why would they go to war for this guy? In some of the people we deal with, I used to think at least had some some IQ and some decency. I don't believe it anymore. But these people will die on the hill for this clown, and I, I just don't understand it.
3: Well,
2: see,
0: you you look at this guy versus Hitler. Hitler was was not a dolt, was not a, a dope. You know, in comparison, so you, you yeah. almost you almost get it with him.
3: I'm not so certain about that. I, I'm not so certain about that, Fred. I've read some things that. You know, he, he wasn't a mad genius. He was mad. So Hitler said fe, <laughs> That's
2: I what you're saying. consideration that... But it would be more are... like... No, oh. I'm sorry. Finish up.
0: No, let's go on.
2: No, I was going to say, I guess you also got to take into consideration the, the Orange Menace is a, you know, a, a Frankenstein built in this current media age, too. You know, what is be that? A... What's what's going on in the background? That'd be three dogs upstairs. Sorry about that. Are they
3: howling? I, I thought you guys were being haunted. Yeah, <laughs> either that or the ballot police have come knocking.
2: I well, they started at Cobo Hall. If you guys heard about that, but yeah, yeah, maybe they're here because they heard I didn't have a a barrier like he does in the White House. Are, are those dogs howling? I thought they didn't make they, noise. They don't. They're not. They don't bark. They are Barooing. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, we again, we can let that roll. We're good with that. You, you, you've got some fine four legged friends. Um, okay. But back to where uh, we were.
2: <laughs> Fred? Yes.
0: I, I, I'm just. I think saying. you had the floor,
3: but. Oh, okay.
0: I guess I'm just trying to make the point is that this is the guy that they they want to flush all that we have here freedoms, rights, etc., down down the shitter for this guy. I just don't get it.
3: It 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 is kind of a, a special moment and and time, right? I mean, it just one of the things and um you know, Chris Hayes has been kind of hammering on this point uh, ever since, you know, Trump was elected, but he really hammered on it again last night. And that is, I think when you really start to dissect the voting blocks and now you, 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 you take out the Hillary corruption, Hillary email, you know, uh, slice, right, take, take that off the table. You know, they tried to pin some stuff on on Biden, but everybody knows it was just all, you know, faux bullshit. Um, what you're really going to see here in what's dividing America uh, is education. And, and, and that so much of this is coming down to the educated and the uneducated. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. We, we, we kind of know what some of those numbers were in 2016. I think they're even going to be more glaring in 2020.
0: What numbers? What-
3: those that broke for Biden with college education, and those that broke for Trump that didn't. Oh, okay. Or can or any level of continuing education, I guess. But I, I, I you know, he, he was, was kind of making the case that that this is where the political division is happening, the the, mo- the most stark political division is being drawn on basis of education.
2: I think it's 100% right.
3: And, you know, one of the things, I I mean, I I posted this uh, yesterday during watching the results come in. Is it a situation where uh, American universities and the cost of continuing education They have basically priced themselves out of the discussion that they're not doing America any favors with the way that we are set up now in order for you to gain a broader, uh, more uh, in-depth level of education and understanding in this world.
0: I can vouch for that.
3: We both can. Money-wise, yes, I can. Right. But, you know, and even, you know, I mean, college education is basically for for three for three groups of people, you know, the extremely smart, the extremely rich or those that are willing to go into debt. Like that, that, you know, that's and if that's what we want our education system to be, well, then we just continue on with what we're doing. But that's why you have all these rural counties with all
2: of these uneducated people could be wrong about it. No, I I think it's the absolute, you know, double scored bottom line. It comes down to education and basically (laughs) the Republicans are at at war with public education. And if there's only one thing more screwed up than a health health situation in uh, this country is the education system. It's, 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 unwieldy it's it's unsustainable Uh, we love the poorly educated right out of the words of trump
3: we love the poorly educated or i love the educated and they and they go crazy and they love that they went they cheered when he said i love the poorly educated there's there's so much there's so much wrong with just that one statement
0: (laughs) in their defense though the other day when they had that video of the Biden bus getting run off the road in Texas, most of those people in those pickup trucks look pretty educated to me. So I don't know. <laughs> you might be lumping everybody into one. You no, know, an unfair I'm, situation.
3: I'm definitely lumping. Okay. There's, there's no question that, that that's, what, that's what this conversation is doing. Um. But, you know, we just let the, have to let the data sort of play out and, and, and see what it says.
0: Well, you know what? On a serious note. No, no, I no, no. I'm being. You
3: were serious before, too.
0: <laughs> I, I'm serious right now. You, you talk about uneducated and the people that are following him. I, I recently had my second, like, threat from these uneducated people. As far as like Civil War will drop, will drop you recently. It's my second one. Yeah. And so the uneducated thing screams there, if you ask me.
3: Yeah. I, I always, I always get a kick out of the, the, the Civil war conversation
0: no no I, i'm i'm i i'm trying well, to Threat as a threat know I
3: I, I I understand
0: and and you know that's, that's why and they didn't say about the civil war i'm I'm trying to yeah. round about saying yeah. that someone threatened my life
3: yeah
0: and it's yeah. basically the second time it's happened and so the the whole ed, educated thing yep
3: spot on you know because- I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever heard one of my rants about the Civil War thing there, wave, but it's always like, who are you actually going to fight, and what is what what is it that you would want in the outcome? <laughs> like they, they they cannot answer those questions. All questions <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask questions. They just want to go kill somebody and make it legal. But <laughs> but, but you know, I, I I guess they're going to shoot liberals. I guess. <laughs> Uh, just and and I guess the outcome they want is more dead liberals, like like <laughs> yeah. You know, a civil war well, usually has problem. has a a purpose, right? I mean, uh,
0: that'll solve all their
3: problems
0: if there's uh, liberals laying on the ground bleeding out, right?
3: Yeah, but <clears throat> I um one of the things I I. I wanted to bring up also along the lines of this topic um, because I think it's getting a little bit of uh, press and, and that is just regarding the demographics. We, we talked about the, the, the non-college educated, but um, you know, there's been quite a bit already written about uh, Biden's poor performance with Hispanics.
0: And yeah, I, I made um, a note of that too.
3: You know, that's how that, that that's pretty much why he was unable to take uh, of Florida and make Texas a bit more competitive. Um,
0: One word. Socialism. Well, at least in Florida. I'm not sure about Texas.
3: Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of two different things, right? Um. You know, there are two different dynamics, right? Florida is is based on uh, the the, the Cuban immigrant by Mm -hmm. and large. Um, And supposedly uh, the the Trump team dumped a ton of money into Cuban radio uh, down in Florida. Um, But you know and and then on the flip side Texas there's a larger amount of uh, Latinx Hispanics I don't really even know the correct terminology that are identifying themselves as evangelicals
0: oh, that's,
3: that's, a, that, that's a that's a growing population segment of Uh, the Hispanic population uh, in the U.S. Um, And and many of them do want very strict immigration policy. But at the same time, okay, this is becoming in the autopsy of Joe Biden's campaign. But then when you read the numbers, they're saying that he didn't do well because he only got 65% of the Hispanic vote.
0: Altogether or Texas? Uh,
3: maybe just Texas. Could have been altogether. So so even though maybe he's not doing as well as what people expect, you know, k- kind of along the same lines with, you know, blacks, but he's still crushing it. <laughs> you, you know? I mean, I – Maybe the expectation is too high. I, I, I don't know if I can fault Joe Biden's campaign if he's picking up sixty five percent of any particular demographic. Agree. Yeah. So so when they say that he he's underperforming with 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 Hispanics, I you know let, let's make sure we put that in context. <laughs> it wasn't like trump trump won hispanics <laughs> not even close
0: i didn't realize he that biden was getting that much
3: um, i i think that was the stat that i saw
0: 65 that's not how they portray it on the news
3: yeah 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 and I, and I, and i do believe that um you know hispanics are are not a uh uh, you know, homogeneous voting block. You know, j- just like blacks aren't either. You know, and, and 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 again, they were talking about on the demographics that Biden didn't do as well. But my guess is he probably still pulled a big majority against young black males. Y- y- you know, but but. You know, here's kind of my problem on the demographic conversations. Whose responsibility is it? So, in, in this article I read uh, about Biden's failure on Hispanics in Texas. You know, um, you know, it, it was kind of written in a way that said, you know, Biden didn't do enough outreach. Biden wasn't listening to them, and I, I think that's I, I think that's ass backwards, and, and and I think it's pompous from the electorate of, of the electorate to think that that the candidate has to reach out to you. Um, you know, you're responsible to find out which candidate best represents you. I don't think it's the candidate's job to go out and be a representative for every single person that they meet. They should be who they are and then you align with what your choice is. It's the Hispanics' job as a group. Now I'm not saying as a person. You know, but it it but but it's 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 their job just like it is anybody else or my job. To understand the candidate, not for the candidate to understand me. And and I, too often, I, I think that the media puts it in in terms of the other way around. A- anytime I hear the the black community say, you know, the Dems have taken us for granted for too long, that infuriates me. I, I mean, I, I I I can't tell you how how. Freaking red! My eyebrows turn when I hear that. They're not taking you for granted. They are just putting out their policies that they think are going to help you or not help you. You decide. Educate yourself, man. Th- that's exactly right. Y- you decide who you want to support. It's it's more on the voter than it is on the candidate. To decide who you're going to vote for.
2: If you want to spin it the other way, going going back to the Trump and the cult and all of that, I, I think that's part of it. I think they're intellectually lazy, a lot of them, and
3: they want someone the to vacuum. think for them.
2: Absolutely, they don't want to educate themselves, so they just, you know, fall in line and fill the vacuum. Yep.
3: And, and, you know, I mean, for, for someone like Trump, it works. And, it, you know, and, and, you know, maybe I don't know if that it was. I was going to say it probably works in certain circles with Biden, too, but I don't know that it does. Right. Because what, what Biden gets a knock on, not just on the from from Hispanics or, you know, young black males or whatever, but he also takes a hit on from the progressives. Right. So we're not falling behind Biden because he's our guy, right? We're falling behind him because he's our best choice, but we're still making our own decision on who to back. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know if I was real clear on that, but... Um, but but progr- progressives, we, we know Biden's not all that progressive. And Biden, you know, uh, does have some progressive policies, and he changed... Uh, um, and became a little bit more progressive with this campaign. You know, progressive, progressive. This really has nothing to do with elections, and we can talk about this anytime. I am so freaking tired of fucking labels. Yeah, you, you know, there's there's no point in using a label if you don't attach context to it. You know what I mean? Just, just, just by like, like the, you know. This idiot on on uh, on Facebook, and he was like, "You know, all the rooters and lo- uh, rioters are liberals." Well, okay. First of all, if you're looting and you're rioting, you're a criminal, and it doesn't matter what party affiliation or ideology you hold. <laughs> and and so then, what makes a radical? You, you just can't call someone a radical unless they have radical positions. You just can't call someone a progressive or a conservative unless they hold positions that somehow identify to that. So you know when they just start you know when you just start throwing out labels like that, it just it just drives me bonkers. It's
2: intellectual laziness. Back to what
3: you said there, wave. exactly. it is it is int- intellectual inconsistencies also. <laughs> Is yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that Milwaukee's best? I heard getting cracked up. Yes, good, good catch, Fred. I I, I, I recognize that certain pitch.
3: Mm, <laughs> You've boat known boat. each other a long time.
2: <laughs> I won't bother you guys with the the the, the delicate uh, bouquet and all that, but it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
3: dry grass, maybe. <laughs> um, so, okay, we can start to wrap it up. Um, kind of last topic. Let's let's assume Biden wins, and 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 now Trump. Uh, you know, the conversation is that that Trumpism is here to stay, right? You know, forty nine percent of the people like Trumpism; they like that brand of the Republican Party. Does it stick around? Is is the has Trump forever? Not forever, but for you know some some period of time, changed the Republican Party. You know, those that attached themselves to him did pretty well. Right, the Lindsey Graham's, the Mitch McConnell's.
1: Well, not only the politicians did well, but his, the the actual population themselves—they are out and energized and motivated, and they feel like so their particular their particular brand of hate is now acceptable, and that just doesn't just get. But without uh, a, okay, but overnight. without a leader
3: to 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 run with the banner of hate. Yeah, to coalesce. Yeah, then then doesn't it go away? Don't 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 you look like the radical then?
1: No, I think you cut off one head and another one grows back. Hmm. I don't know. Someone else. Someone else will step up. I mean, even if Trump, even if Trump loses, he's still going to have access to Twitter. He's still going to be there. He's going to have him. a TV network. Yep, and he could run again in twenty twenty four.
3: Correct. No, I, I, that occurred to me as well today, right? It could run in 2024 and he might could, could see it.
1: He's going to have four years to just keep energizing this group of people. I I just don't know that they,
3: they, uh, they they follow people that they don't feel uh, have those levers of power any
1: longer. The only thing that's going to be going against him is that he will have lost.
3: And that's a so big deal. You know, people a
1: really may see him as a loser. It's a big deal to Trump. Yeah, too. right, right, right. It, it will bruise his ego.
2: Uh, and the Southern District of New York might have something to say with him, too. So. Well, there's that. There, there's there, there's
3: certainly uh, the, the, the criminal uh, investigations, civil investigations, and... Um, you know, all that good juicy stuff that probably doesn't happen.
2: Probably not. But So but, I guess in the, the, the greater picture, what's the remedy to having the next Trump or having him running 24? I think it goes back to education, but how do you educate people that vote against their own interests? I It's it's kind of chasing your own tail question, but I, I <laughs> just, I, their own I, 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 I just don't know
3: if here, here's where I'm getting at it. I'm, you know, let me, let me put some context to it. So, you know, two weeks after inauguration, he tweets something. Do you think it really carries the same gravitas that it did? Do you think it carries any gravitas? Some some off the wall tweet, you know, tweet about corruption or crooked Joe Biden or Hunter Biden's laptop or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, does it, does it, it, it I don't think it carries anything. I, I I
1: don't, I don't think people care. I think there will definitely be a group that will care.
2: Okay. A group. Yes. There, there will be a group. Well, maybe that, that's how you subdivide it. The, the cult will care. Yeah. The other people that were just getting, you know, something, some substrata out of voting for him. I just but don't think we can area. quantify
1: how large that cult is. Well, yes. that's the question. We will know that, until that, we know.
2: That's
3: the question that I'm asking, I, I, I guess, is what how, – how big is that,
2: that, that yeah. cult? We I think bigger, bigger brains than ours to figure out why a cult is a cult, but I, at that ratio, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> you know. Hopefully after it loses and then go from there. I, I mean, I really think
3: uh, – and, you know, my predictions are not very good. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking Trump, okay, I don't know about Trump is, and we'd have to define that for me to make a prediction about it. But I, I think a big portion of Trump's brand and his cult dissolve midway through 2021. You know, not, not that he becomes Mitt Romney. But close, i told, you know, and not totally forgettable.
1: But I would love for him and his family to go away. You know, irrelevant is kind of There's what a, I want to say, right? I don't want to see any sort of dynasty come out of this. That's my big fear.
3: Well, you know it it, it will be it, it will be such a wild ride, and I don't know what episode we're going to be on when. <laughs> The Republican primary start in twenty twenty four, but with, without Trump in that group, oh, three by three Trump kids. If they're if they're in it, if they're in it,
0: they might be in jail. I think Junior will try.
1: I think maybe, Junior maybe not might twenty twenty four, but down the road, I, I think Junior might try. Uh, but,
3: but again, he's not his dad.
2: He you know. But he has a lot of the same deficiencies that are obviously attractive to forty percent of the fucking people out there but but, but but that's because of his dad,
3: but you might be right wave you, you really might be right i I maybe it's just wishful thinking on my part that um, like so many other political losers, you know how many people are paying attention to Gary Hart's tweets <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let me allow Milwaukee's best to sort that one out. <laughs> uh. Uh.
1: <laughs>
3: not many. Is he still alive?
1: I honestly, don't know. Do you guys I have no idea? Nope, no clue. Donna Right. Now, do you know who he is? Nope. Yeah.
0: Monkey business. Monkey them. business. Bimini. Bimini. Uh, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, he's eighty three. Um, eighty three.
3: Holy cow!
2: Wow, times have changed. A little dalliance, and he's he's out of there. <laughs> he got this guy paying off porn stars, and oh my god! And and, and you know what? He's still
3: married to the same woman. Gary <laughs> Hart Lee. Uh, anyway, and, and then, of course, when I Google him, you know, there's the picture.
2: On his lap on the boat?
3: Yeah, what was her name? Donna Rice. Oh, nice play there, wave. The boat was called Monkey Business. Monkey, Monkey Business was the name of the yeah. boat, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bimini. Yep.
3: Simpler times,
0: guys. That's all it took to destroy someone politically.
2: Oh, yeah. Nowadays, there was <laughs> <were rat laughs> wild, wild The yeah. rat fucking is taken to a whole new level. Yeah. Donna Rice would have had to have a penis. <laughs> she <laughs> she didn't. Well, we'd have to know about it, right? Can next week's episode? Yeah. And I'm only talking
3: that that wouldn't destroy him from the Democratic standpoint even anymore. That would that would maybe that would destroy you from the Republican standpoint. I want I want to qualify that.
1: Yeah, good point. I've
3: already, I've already said enough off color things today, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: but uh,
3: yeah. Uh, anyway, knobs uh, and other listeners, you know, of the millennial generation, this guy had a real solid shot at being president. Um, you know, I have to look at, when was he running? 84. Um, and, and, uh, know, he, he was a good politician. Yeah. Yeah. And then this photo surfaced of him with this, uh, attractive young lady, Donna Rice, uh, sitting on his lap on a boat called Monkey Business. And he could not get it behind him. He couldn't and, survive a picture. Could not. He could not survive just that one photo, and and then she started. You know, she kind of did some tell all, but you know, there really wasn't anything there there. And uh, and then I guess we got Bush one.
2: Maybe. Or was it? Eighty eight.
0: I think it was eighty eight. Eighty eight, yeah. Right. was Regan, right? Yeah, we got
2: Bush the smarter in eighty eight. Yes. Um,
3: yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, they, they, uh, eighty seven is when he was brought down.
2: Yep. Yeah.
3: Off of just a photograph. Look at, look at
0: Dean. Dean just laughed kind of funny. And yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. blew him right out.
3: Got got was was trying to excite his supporters.
0: Ah! Dean scream. Gone. <laughs> That's <laughs> all it took. A a maniacal scream and he was gone. And he was he was like leading a bunch. And again, a good candidate. Yeah. But he's he's still involved. And- Still doing good stuff.
3: (laughs) No no wonder why Biden stayed in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, I'm done, guys. Are you you done?
0: Stick a fork in me. I'm going to go tend to my dogs and my
2: beer.
3: I'm going to go for me on this uh, beer here, Fred. I, I haven't quite put it away as, as, as quickly as the last one, but it is it is very tasty. I gotta say that.
0: It is for me. All
3: right.
2: Yep. This Milwaukee's best is definitely for me. And you alone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. he knows I love you know,
2: it. We we want him to come back, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Even with technical difficulties, huh? yeah well, that shows we love you.
0: We didn't just pull the plug on you and move along.
2: Well, thanks for having me guys and it's uh, definitely good to laugh because been a lot of reasons to cry in the last year or two, but I think we're getting there. All right. Big fun as usual.
0: So uh, we shall wrap it up and hopefully by the next time we uh, record, we will have a new and improved president. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Bottoms Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Out. Politics. Some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. Bottoms up.